Hello, I am Alastair Moss, Cardiology Co-Chair of the British Society of Cardiovascular Imaging Training Committee, and I am joined by Dr James Shambrook, who is a cardiothoracic radiologist at the University Hospital Southampton and the next President-elect of the British Society of Cardiovascular Imaging. We will be discussing the challenges faced in addressing the clinical demand for more non-invasive cardiac imaging. Firstly, thank you for taking part in this podcast, James. The theme of this year's International Day of Radiology is cardiac imaging, and the UK has been a leading light in the development of multimodality cardiovascular imaging. Can you explain how you use cardiac imaging in your clinical practice? It, well, in my clinical practice, I work in Southampton, where we've had a long-established um, cardiac MRI and now an evolving cardiac CT service. So personally, those are the two technologies I use, um, and we use them across the board in my practice. You know, Southampton is a, uh, a an adult um, surgical centre as well as being a congenital centre for both children and adults. So my work involves acquired ischemic heart disease as well as congenital heart disease, um, both using MR and CT. What challenges do you see as you continue to expand the services in Southampton? I think the challenges are there for all to see. We are constantly being referred more and more patients um, for both CT and MRI. For a long period of time, we have been a regional centre and doing a lot of MR for surrounding hospitals. I'm pleased to say that as um, experience bases broaden, some of the peripheral hospitals are also doing their own cardiac MRI. The biggest challenge we're facing at the moment is in the volume of cardiac CT, which is really off the back of national guidelines. There's been an explosion of the outpatient work uh, that, that we're being asked to do, um, which at the moment we're not. We here in Southampton are struggling to keep up with. And we're also seeing a significant increase in the amount of inpatient CT as well. With these challenges in the growth of cardiac CT, um, how do you see the National Society that you're involved with, the BSCI, trying to address some of these issues? This is something that the BSCI and BSCCT have been worried about for, for some time, an awareness that the technology has, that we've got now is so robust. Um, we've seen national guidelines um, telling us that we're using CT as the first investigation of choice with people referred for stable chest pain. If you look at the absolute numbers that are required to scan that, it's huge. I mean, it requires a, a radical overhaul of the kind of rapid access chest pain clinics and patients who were previously going for exercise treadmill tests or are currently having stress MRI or a stress echo. We're now saying all of those patients should have CT. Quite frankly, we don't have the capacity here in Southampton or across the country. And, and um, Giles Raditi, the current president, has done a lot of work with several other, other committee members trying to understand exactly the scale of the problem with some red, amber, green maps that are available on the BSCI website. And what that tells us is no matter how established your CT practice, um, you're not doing enough CT for the demand that is coming with these guidelines. We are woefully short up and down the country. Clearly, to amend that, we need to do several things. We need to make sure that hospitals have got enough scanners to be able to facilitate that and we have enough bums on seats that are going to be able to both acquire the scans and report them. And so I think the BSCI's goal for the next few years really must be around education, making sure that the volume of people that can report these scans uh, and acquire them increases. And obviously at the moment quite a lot of that is coming under the, the remit of the radiologist. Do you see this being a a shared vision of both cardiologists and radiologists going forwards? The volume of work we have to do um, is vast and at the moment we don't have enough radiologists across the board. We've got a national shortage to now say we need all radiologists to step up and do all of the cardiac CT. I, I don't think that's achievable. Um, 
and we have a large volume of cardiology trainees who are showing an increasing interest in multimodality imaging. Um, we've seen it with cardiac MRI and I think we'll see it with cardiac CT. So I think at uh, the BSCI we acknowledge that whichever direction you come from, um, whether it's cardiology or radiology, we need to increase the numbers. And as for how that might work on a local trust level, I think that depends on the experience base. Um, certainly I've seen some very good examples up and down the country where cardiology and radiology departments are working together to make sure they've got enough, enough experience in-house um, to deliver the service. And it's a numbers game, and I think it's the best way of getting more numbers is to make sure that both groups are involved. Traditionally, the training in this sort of area has been course-led, with pe people often going off and getting off-site experience. You in Southampton have got a very sophisticated programme where you're getting a lot of your radiology trainees trained up to the equivalent of level two CT. Can you just explain how you've managed to achieve that here for our other sites in the UK? We are very lucky in Southampton that we've had a quite a long history of cardiac radiology um, dating back over a number of years. And as a consequence, with having specialist cardiac radiologists here in Southampton who have been part of the... Um, the training scheme, trainees coming through in Wessex have kind of grown up with a culture of knowing that cardiac radiology was part of their core requirements. And as the guidelines have developed, we've made it explicit in core requirements for Wessex Deanery trainees that they must get up to the competence of being able to perform a, a, a CT coronary angiogram, so-called level two accreditation. And that means they should have seen um, at least 25 live cases where they've been involved in heart rate control and also a further, you know, 125 cases, um, library reads or, or um, live reads, as well as the associated CPD. So because we're doing a reasonable number of cardiac CTs here and we've got a lot of trainees coming through who are enthusiastic, that's what we're trying to do. Unfortunately, elsewhere within the country, if you've got a relatively small radiology department and you don't have a cardiac radiologist, it's very difficult for any trainees going through that department to get the experience they need. And so we've been dependent on external courses, many of which up and down the country have been excellent. Sadly, that kind of paying to go on a course not only is expensive, but it also doesn't necessarily train the people fast enough. My job going forwards is to work with the Royal College of Radiology and the Royal College of Physicians and insist that this becomes part of the crawl requirement for radiologists and for cardiologists. And that actually, it's the college's responsibility to deliver the curriculum change and then expect the deaneries to be able to, to provide that education. And I think as we see increasing numbers of reporters going out, the local deaneries will be able to develop their own training schemes as we have done here. Do you have any sort of timeline in place for realising these goals? Uh, no, I think um, you know we've been given national guidelines that are telling us, you know, uh, you know, for the last eighteen months we need to have been doing CTs on all of these patients, and there are very few hospitals that are achieving that. I think as soon as possible, but you can't rush these things. The pool of um, of experts who can train other experts is only um, so big. We uh, we see our society um, expanding year on year, which is very satisfying, and certainly going to the national BCS and RCR conferences, there's an increasing enthusiasm for cardiac imaging. So I think there is a, a wave of enthusiasm, particularly amongst trainees. Um, the reality is we, if it's put into the curriculum and we put it into the exams, then individuals will learn it and be interested in it. And in terms of the expansion in cardiac CT in this arena, we've obviously seen a lot more need for the use of it in coronary artery disease. Um, quite a lot of centres like yourselves in Southampton are using in the workup of structural heart disease as well. Do you think this will become a routine part of most trainees' practice? 
I think we will see CT being used for imaging other aspects of cardiac disease outside coronary artery disease, whether all centres will be doing AVI work or structural valvular work. I think it depends on the expertise in that centre. Um, but all trainees do go through a, a large teaching hospital where it's likely they're going to be doing that. So I think they will get exposure. I think perhaps what's more important um, for both radiology and cardiology is the awareness that even in our non-gated CT scans, so all the thoracic scans that we're doing, um, looking for lung cancer, looking for pulmonary embolism, we're actually beginning to see the heart a lot better than we ever did before, just simply because the scanners are going so fast. And as a result, we're, we're getting an opportunity to make cardiac diagnosis that we didn't have before. So that there needs to be an awareness of what do we say about coronary artery calcification? How do we know when the left ventricle is dilated? What is the significance of the aortic valve calcification? So I think there is a real um, importance to understanding the non-coronary appearances in, on cardiac CT. That's, that's really interesting. So we've got a lot of our listeners who are coming into this on the background of the International Day of Radiology, and its theme this year is cardiac imaging. It's obviously something that's growing, but you were really at the forefront when this was expanding. How did you become interested in this field? I was lucky enough to train here in Southampton where we've had a long established practice of doing cardiac radiology. And there's no doubt that actually having excellent mentors inspires you to your career choices. Um, we've had cardiac MR here since 2006. We've been doing cardiac CT since 2009. Um, and really, as I was training, seeing these technologies evolve, seeing how important they were likely to be in the, um, in, in the future, that's what inspired me. It was actually, they're exciting technologies that are growing very fast. And knowing that actually the job that I started doing when I started my consultant job in 2009 will be completely different to the job that I do in another five, 10 years is part of the appeal of doing the job. No one wants to be static. And certainly the, the pace of change in cardiac imaging is very fast. James, it's been fantastic speaking to you today. I wish you all the best during your time in office, and we look forward to seeing how this all continues to develop. Thank you very much.